the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Actually, uh, it isn't Dottie Herman today, folks. It's Michael Harrison sitting in for Dottie. Dottie's a bit under the weather, so uh, at uh, the last minute I decided to jump in and um, at her invitation and am honored to do so. And uh, there certainly is a lot to be talking about. At the helm today is uh, Mert Roberts, who uh, is uh, going to guide the ship through uh, all of its technological uh, challenges. And uh, we certainly do hope that you are on your end uh, with big ears and an open mind because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to to real estate. Um, We'll be joined today in just a moment by um, Dottie's co-host for the first hour and uh, a key personality and source of information on this program for years, Ace Watson-Asuparp, who is the Senior Vice President, National Director of Strategic Sales at Citizens Bank. And um, then we'll be joined uh, in the second hour by a a very, very well-respected real estate lawyer, attorney Steve Wagner, a partner in Adam Lightman Bailey PC, a New York real estate firm. And later in the second hour, we'll also be joined by Lois Weiss, who is a writer about real estate. She's written for the New York Post, The Real Deal, The Commercial Observer, and she knows her stuff. So between all uh, four of us, we should be able to give you a good eye on what's happening at real estate. I do want to mention, since we mentioned Citizens Bank, that uh, the program is being brought to you through the uh, kindness and concern of Citizens Bank. And uh, they have the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens, regular folks, not just big corporations. And you can check out citizensbank.com for information. And the phone number there is 800 922 9999, as the operators used to say in the old days, nyan, 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 nyan. And uh, they will help you out. You might even be able to talk to Ace directly if you tell them you heard uh, about Citizens Bank on Eye on Real Estate. Um, before um, we jump in, I do want to say that the world is a crazy place at the moment. And, and that almost sounds cliched because I don't remember any time when the world wasn't a crazy place, but it seems crazier than usual. So Ace, Ace Watsonasuparp of Citizens Bank, I get to work with you today, and that's a pleasure and an honor. How are you, my friend? Oh, good morning, Michael. Always a pleasure to have you. So uh, it's, it's going to be a fun show today. Uh, Michael, it, it's going to go by real quick. Isn't it true that people have always said that these times are crazy, whatever the times are. I mean, you've been in the business a long time. You're a young fellow, but you, you've been around the block a few times. Isn't there just this tremendous connection between 
the the business of real estate, the cost of houses, the the amount of houses, the style of housing, the, just, just all of these different things based upon what's going on in the news. Oh, Michael, I mean, in, in today's marketplace, you know, we're so interconnected, whether it's international, you know, you have the Ukraine war that's really limiting supply when it comes to minerals and goods, and you have inflation all the way at 8%. But the one thing that's constant has been real estate where, you know, literally this past week, you saw folks' portfolios in the stock market go down by 80%. Uh, Michael, you know, you have this new asset class called cryptocurrencies. That took a huge, huge hit this week as well. Um, and when you look at real estate, uh, you continue to see appreciation values continue to um, go up year after year. So, look, um, I'm not... This is no financial advice, but I would say with rental uh, prices continue to increase in such a rapid uh, manner, um, I think uh, home ownership is definitely something that folks are leaning towards. You know, second homes have been a phenomenon uh, during COVID and now pre, well, pre-COVID, uh, during COVID and now post, um, I like to say post-pandemic because I think things are now finally coming back to normal people are out i mean even in new york city uh michael you know where i live it's just the amount of folks has been unbelievable in terms of just uh folks coming out going to the restaurants um you know going out to the theater district so i think it's back i think it's robust and it's going to be very very interesting how uh folks feel about working from home because now you have a lot of folks that are actually living Sometimes not even in, in New York, but, you know, they're still working for companies in New York. And depending on if uh, companies mandate folks to come back to work, that could change the way people look at housing. You know, you have a lot of folks from New York that went to Florida. Um, they're living there full time now because of tax incentives, things of that nature. And uh, we're going to see, you know, what um, what the government does, you know, to really um, encourage folks to come back to work and and uh, come back to New York City, actually, uh, Michael. A lot of mm. uh, the uh, affluent sort of, um, I guess, um, sector really moved away from New York because of tax incentives where uh, they came out with salt deductions of a maximum of $10,000 per year. That really deterred folks uh, from really utilizing New York as their as their main primary home. So a lot of folks have gone to states such as Texas and Florida. So it'll be interesting to see what New York City does to attract uh, the affluent to come back uh, with incentive programs and things of that nature. So I know you said Plus, a lot, Mike. No, you said a lot. You, a lot. you, you so, did a marvelous, uh, marvelous, marvelous swath through a variety of topics, and uh, you got my brain spinning, yeah. and certainly a lot. You know, I, think, <laughs> I was thinking the... Um, there's an old saying in real estate, it's, it's cliched, but it's, the reason it's a cliche is because it's true. And that's, you know, location, location, location. And um, what's going on now with the, the, the serious sociological shifting uh, accelerated by the pandemic, we were heading in that direction anyway, of people working from home or telecommuting and working on the, on the computers and all that, that we were heading in that direction anyway. But I, I, think, we were. We've, I think we've accelerated by about a decade 
um, ahead. And and I don't see putting that genie back. But, you know, there's two, you know, this location, location thing, there's two levels of it. Uh, you mentioned uh, Texas. You mentioned Florida. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't mention North and South Carolina, which um, right. have uh, drawn a number of people. But then there's also a pulsating organic relationship between Manhattan and the outer boroughs and then a relationship between New York City, all the boroughs, and the suburbs, Westchester, Nassau, Suffolk County, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, This is a very changing, dynamic situation itself, especially with the location, 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 as it relates to telecommuting. Would you agree? Oh, Michael, um, pre-pandemic, when you looked at Westchester, when you looked at Connecticut, even even the Hamptons, uh, Michael, you know, you could have bought any property. And, uh, you know, those markets were suffering uh, pre-pandemic, actually, Michael. And Manhattan was thriving, right? Now, you see, during the pandemic, people wanted more space. They, you know, they wanted to have um, a location where the families can get together because of the uh, because of COVID and things of that nature. So you you saw the suburbs really just um, they just they just literally just took off, and you have bidding wars left and right, and the the marketplaces where you where you thought were not as sort of um, desirable became desirable. And you're just seeing values in the suburbs just continue to skyrocket. And, and, and you're right, Michael. It's it's really due to the pandemic where locals are moving away from the city and, and more in, towards the suburbs. And it's just not New York City. If you go to major cities such as Boston, um, you know, even locations in Philadelphia, you'll see the suburbs uh, really, really on fire. And it, it's, it's great to see because we always wanted Queens. We always wanted Long Island. Uh, Westchester, Connecticut, to really pick up steam, and boy, um, has it picked up steam. I mean, I mean, you have folks, you know, putting uh, bidding wars out there, paying a hundred thousand, sometimes a hundred fifty thousand over asking, right? So, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens um, post-pandemic. But I think people now value value their homes a lot more. It's it's a it's a huge sanctuary for them. Yeah. And I think even in the city, you're starting to see people wanting to buy apartments with like alcove studios, right? So right. Like almost like a one bedroom with an office space because mm-hmm. they need to do their Zoom calls in a certain section. So it's just different in terms of psyche. You said it best, Michael, um, because you have folks now really looking at location, but in a different way. It used to be location, 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 but because of the ability to work remote with technology, um, sometimes they feel as if they can they can live totally in a in a different city and still work and be as effective as they were, um, you know, working in, in that same city. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm a dealing lot, with that. Lot, um, lot to really think about. Yeah, I, my main yeah. business is is in the um, the communications industry. I'm not a real estate expert, yeah. although I had, you know I was sitting here thinking, you know, what is my background in real estate? And I came to the realization <laughs> that during my life I have bought and or sold or lived in 11 different properties in, I think, five states, Massachusetts, New York, um, Florida, um, California. I mean, I've been all over the country, so I have a lot of experience. I guess experience is the best teacher, isn't it? That's Uh, it. That's it, Michael. I mean, yeah, five different cities. That's a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I've also I'm also extremely old, but you know that's another story. I I helped Abraham Lincoln um, sell his original log cabin. And, uh, but <laughs> that's but back why I to love sp- you, Michael. You have so much charisma. I love <laughs> oh, it. Oh my goodness! But uh, you're very kind. But you know this whole idea. I'm very into the anthropology and the sociology of things. When you talk about you know um, the different kinds of places people are buying, the pandemic and the telecommuting. Um, as I said, I don't think the genie's going back in the bottle, and you and I could talk a little bit more about that, where that's heading. But it's changing the way different aspects of a home are appealing or not. Um, a lot of people don't need a living room anymore. Um, they're using their den, and they're turning their living rooms into office centers or studios. Um, a lot of people who are creative types, they're working out of home, and they they have to have a whole different kind of an architecture to put, you know, rather than coffee tables and couches, large workspaces and um, places to put things up on stands. And you know what I'm talking about? The whole architecture yeah. of buildings um, that people buy are changing. Um, does that enter in at this point to the psychology and the thinking process of the banks when deciding what kind of mortgages to give and how secure their investments in mortgages would be based upon the, the way these um, homes are structured? Yeah, Michael, I mean, that's a great question, right? Banks are um, continuing to look at value as sort of a benchmark. And, you know, depending on what type of property you're looking to buy, whether it's a co-op or whether it's a condo or one family, a second home, really depends on how much um, the bank thinks that you'll you'll receive in cash flow, especially if you're buying it. And uh, so many folks now are taking advantage of not only buying a primary, but they're buying a second home where they can rent out for a portion of of uh, of the year as well, right? So when you look at those type of properties, Michael, not necessarily floor plans. Floor plans will be, you know, developers and sponsors can always recreate the floor plans. But I think mm-hmm. the usage of the space is really what the bank um, is focusing on. And, and I think we've seen a shift in second homes, right? When people say second homes, they really mean that they're there sort of seasonally. So they're not there throughout all 12 months, right? So some are there for six months, some are renting it out for six months. So that's really where the bank really needs to understand, you know, how are you utilizing your second home? What are the purposes of of someone buying, let's say a two family family living in one, right? Um, Maybe having their relatives live on the second floor as well. So you're seeing a lot of that, Michael. You're seeing folks pooling their their money to buy something together um, as price points continue to skyrocket and, and go higher and higher. So there's there's a lot of different factors that the banks look at, but they'll look at the value of the property. They'll look at, you know, especially in today's marketplace where home prices continue to go up at such a rapid pace that sometimes the appraisals don't don't catch up to that as well, Michael, because you're looking at something that is going for let's say 100000 above asking, but the property that just sold, let's say, last month, you know, didn't really demand um, that type of uh, price point, but you're seeing such a demand on bidding wars that sometimes the, the appraisal um, in terms of what homes have closed, it's lagging. doesn't really catch up. 
it yeah. lags, right? So and you know what lags. else is lagging? You know what else is lagging is yeah. uh, on the positive side is the assessment of the tax. <laughs> the property taxes are lagging exactly, too. A lot exactly. of people are going to be in for shocks when the local, assist, you know, yeah. get all of a sudden, oh, your uh, condo is worth another hundred thousand dollars. We've just added a grand onto your We're gonna annual add, tax. Exactly, Michael. So look, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive um, signs when it comes to real estate, uh, just like what we said at the top of the hour, where, you know, um, appreciation prices continue to skyrocket right now. Do I think that there's going to be a no- more normalized marketplace uh, post pandemic? Definitely. I don't think we're going to see um, appreciation values of 12 to even 16 percent per year. We're probably going to see a more normalized um, increase of 7%, but you're still going to see a gradual increase. Some, so many people, you know, they, they ask, Ace, is there a bubble um, coming in real estate? That was my next question. The last was, few years. Yeah, that was my next <laughs> Michael, question. I, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, we just have that energy together today, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's a, a lot of folks are concerned with the bubble, right? They're like, well, sure. nobody thought that home prices would go up this fast this quickly. And um, I think, you know, during the pandemic, people were saying that it would take five to 10 years, Michael, for New York to recover and rebound, especially in real estate, right? Because nobody was buying, everybody was just, you're stuck at home. And now you look at the prices and and you kind of scratch your head and you look back at what actually happened, transpired, and you're like, what the heck happened there, right? It's just literally overnight, um, just started skyrocketing. And, and there's a couple right. of different factors. You know, the government really coming in, stepping in, providing liquidity to the um, capital markets place where there's, they literally artificially squeeze down the rates all the way down to 2.75, really incentivize people to refinance their homes, um, really tap into their equity, take out cash out. And that's really sort of what spurred the whole real estate movement, right? The fact that everybody was able to refinance, um, get into lower payments, get into a better financial situation. And then on purchases, people were buying homes on a discount because if you were borrowing at a 2.75% rate, I mean, you were literally, you could have been approved for a $1.5 million home um, even if you made, let's say, $200,000, which was unheard of, right? Because... Mm -hmm. Usually, the rule of thumb is the banks will lend up to three to four percent of your um, income. Now it was stretched to five to six times your income because of the lower rates. So affordability was definitely a key factor in yeah. folks being able to purchase homes. And uh, now you're starting to see that psyche um, sort of affect folks, right? Uh, when you look at rates. And you look at where they've gone. The three, literally two months ago, you could have got a rate of three percent, even less, maybe two point seven five. Now right. you're looking at rates of five and a half, Michael. Which seems so, so great, but when compared to which past times, it's still low. But if I can jump um, in because we have a break coming yeah, up, would you ahead, say the, the three? Would you say the three biggest factors that determine the price of real estate, the value of homes, is one, the availability of money. That means mortgage rates, the, the interest rates. Two, the availability of inventory, how many people want to sell their house. And three, the mood of the time, which is more, you know, uh, ethereal, more, more amorphous. The mood of the time. Think about that. Interest rates, availability of inventory, and the mood of the time. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Ace. 
Ace is Ace Watson Asuparp. And um, I want to say that name carefully because people can reach him at uh, Citizens Bank. And uh, we've got a lot more to talk about here on Eye on Real Estate. Michael Harrison filling in for Dottie Herman on this beautiful Saturday, May 14th, the day after uh, Friday the 13th. We've got more coming your way on Eye on Real Estate. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River, just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, combines a cosmopolitan lifestyle with the security of knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for wonderful. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit at riversedge.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know that the battle for the heart and mind of this country is underway. In New Jersey Congressional District 5, there is a very important race, and it is being waged by two very serious campaigns. Frank Pallotta, who was the nominee last go-around, and challenger Nick DeGregario, who would like to take that mantle this time and win the seat. What will happen? Join us May 23rd from 3 to 8 p.m. at Giovanni's Bicycle Club in Englewood Cliffs, to watch a live debate, weigh in with a straw poll, and help decide who will represent you in Washington in the days to come. Of course, the winner will end up battling Josh Gottheimer for that seat, and we will bring you gavel-to-gavel coverage. 3 to 4 o'clock, we've got a live interview with each of the candidates, and then from 7 to 8 that evening, we'll be on air with a debate moderated by yours truly and representatives of both campaigns. Join us from 3 to 8, Giovanni's Bicycle Club, Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey, And from 4 to 6, don't forget the meet and greets with the candidates and yours truly. We'll see you then. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted now with Salem Surround. Look, there's a lot of competition for your brand and the services you provide. But we want you to stand out. How? By making sure people find you faster and easier on the web. By helping you grow your positive online reviews. By bringing you the leads your business needs to thrive. Our team of media strategists are just like you. We live here, work here, and know the communities you're trying to reach. That's because we're local and here to serve you with boots on the ground and the know-how of a nationwide digital agency. At Salem Surround, we do it all. From digital audio to streaming television, SEO to paid search, social media and websites. We're media strategists and we're proud of what we do. There's only one thing we're missing. You. Let's grow together. Visit SurroundNewYork.com. Surround New York, connecting you to new customers. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM 970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Timothy Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Martin Luther Middle and High School. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And Dottie Herman's taking the day off. She's a bit under the weather. She uh, she is one active human being, and sometimes she's just got to take a little time. And uh, it's my pleasure, Michael Harrison, to be filling in with her. And uh, I'm in the middle of a very interesting conversation with Ace Watanasuparp from uh, Citizens Bank, who's also the co-host of the first hour of this program and has been for a very long time. So, Ace, uh, you still with me? Yeah, Michael. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, the uh, we for those just joining us, Ace and I were talking a bit about the uh, the backdrop of the times, and I had mentioned uh, as we went into the break that uh, basically the mood of the times plays a big role in it, as well as the availability of money and the availability of um, of uh, inventory. I guess that's what it's called in the business inventory, and 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 that really does that mean that there's not enough houses, or does it mean there are not enough people wanting to sell? I think, Michael, you, you know, you just came up with a triple threat, uh, sort of uh, three things that folks really, really need to understand about real estate, right? And and you said you said during the show that you weren't um, as uh, I, I, to, to 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 really just have folks really understand the value of Michael here, right? Um, he says he's a communication major, um, not really too in tune with real estate, but I mean, Michael, you just said the three most important factors and you know that's that's in any marketplace supply affects his price affordability affects his price and then the mood um you know so these three factors if you're listening to our show uh these are the three factors that you really need to consider when purchasing a home and when you look at inventory michael it's hard because so many people have have gotten their appreciation value. So let's say you bought in 2008, 2009, and your home price didn't really appreciate as much, right? Um, you bought it during the recession. And now in 2022, your home prices not only have um, probably come back to the price points that you bought your home for, but probably exceeded that. Now, the problem with that is that folks are still scared to sell their home because they don't know if they can buy something similar to, to the home that they just sold. So there's a, there's a couple of factors there, Michael, where a lot of folks now are opting to either refinance, cash out, do a home equity line of credit um, to tap into the equity 
but not really sell their home because, you know, they're either using that appreciation to reinvest into their property, fix up their bathrooms, fix up their kitchens to add more value, but they're still staying in their home, which really affects the supply chain because if not, not as many people are buying, I mean, selling, but there's a lot of buyers out there it could really affect home prices, which you see now where home prices can continue to go up because of inventory challenges. Mm. So, so a lot of it comes down to what is the reason a person chooses to buy? And I'm sure that you, from the bank perspective, and such an important perspective, because you control the, the, the amount of money that's available, which is one of those three things, um, the reason for buying, and I guess one reason is you want a place to live, that you, 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 you are buying it for the basic reason. But then there's that speculation investment aspect. And there has to be a balance between those two as well. Um, do you find people come to the bank because they, they want to buy right now because they want to turn it around? I guess they call that flipping, but then there's slow flipping. You know, the, we'll, we'll turn it around, we'll have a starter home, then we'll move up and they've got a whole plan. Um, the reason for buying is important, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's critical. It's everything, right, in, in terms of your long-term and short-term strategies. But I think for the most part, uh, flips are very hard to, to sort of consider in today's marketplace because you're not buying it for cheap, right? A lot of the home prices mm-hmm. are high, so you really have to do your due diligence, really, really um, find a, a, re- a good deal out there in the marketplace to really flip short-term. Michael, so I, I think a lot, of, a lot of the buyers now, they're first home-time buyers. If you look at the statistics, uh, 75% of those first home-time buyers are millennials who really are um, anywhere between the ages of 25 and 39. Um, so a lot of them have families. Um, they have one or two kids, and they're really looking, as, they're really looking for a startup home in the marketplace. So you're, you're, you're seeing a lot of home buyers being millennials wanting to just start their lives with, uh, with their families. And then you have another subset of folks that are going into the marketplace as an investment. You know, Airbnb has become such a popular um, sort of uh, way of renting out your homes that a lot of people have made a lot of money that way. So you have sort of two different um, target audiences when it comes to real estate. And, and, and those are long-term uh, real estate holders for investment, right? They're looking for a place where they can see themselves retiring. Uh, but it, it's at the same time, um, they're looking at places that they can um, work remotely as well. So it's a little bit of looking at the place that you want to live in, but also leveraging um, a little bit of that investment opportunity as well, Michael. So. Yeah, because you know, once you live there, you can't eat it. <laughs> you know, it's 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 there. It. Exactly. You know, and um, I'm very, uh, I, but I, I'm extremely conservative when it comes to money. I I've always been very careful, and as a result, I have missed out. As I look back at my life, I've missed out on a lot of opportunities to really have hit it big. But on the other hand, I haven't made any terrible mistakes either. <laughs> and that's also a balance, isn't it, in life? Uh, you know? Definitely it is. It is, Michael. I mean, look, you know, if, uh, if you're someone that had a lot of money in the marketplace, stock market, uh, look at where we are today, right? I have so many folks coming to me panicking about uh, the stock market going down 80%. Um, but, you know, with, with that being said, you know, you don't realize your losses until you actually sell. Same thing in real estate. 
And it's all about timing. You know, I, right. I, I know so many folks that sold their properties right before the pandemic and they've held on to those properties for 10, 15 years and they've weathered the, weathered the storm. But had they held on for just a couple more months, right. they would have really, really um, capitalized right. on the right. marketplace. So it's, it's all about timing. Yeah. Um, Michael, me, it's hard uh, because nobody has a crystal ball, right? Right. Well, well, obviously nobody does. And one of the things we learned from all of this, that even the experts don't have the answers. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty vision. But let me let me ask you a question, and, and this is not necessarily your direct bailiwick, but you're, you're a smart guy and you're involved in the money business. Um, there seems to be, you know, we talk about the, the, the stock market now seems to be in, heading in a very bad direction, obviously. You say people are coming to you panicked. Are the people who are coming to you panicked about the 80% drop in the stock market panicked because they have assets in the stock market that are losing value? Or is it that they just think that because the stock market's coming down, the whole country's going to go down the drain and, and they're going to go with it? Because we still think about, you know, those old newsreels of the 20s when the stock market crashed one day the country is powerful the next day there's a stock market crash and the next day there's a depression like what the hell happened there seems to be here in the modern era a disconnect between the stock market between wall street and main street they i don't know how this 80 percent affects the average person out there um can you put that into perspective yeah so with the stock market going down 80 percent um it means that folks is uh, buying power just went down, right? So if you had a portfolio that was um, at a million dollars and now it's currently at 200000 for example, that's going to affect your psyche when purchasing a property, right, or doing any investments whatsoever. So the fact that some folks think we may be in a mini recession with rates going up, um, inflation at an all-time high at 8% uh, when the target rate um, should be 2%. So the cost of goods are at an all-time high. And then you ample that with the stock market being down 80%. Folks now are, are scared. You know, they want to hold on to their money psychologically, right? So that affects the psyche of folks actually going out there and and really um, spending their money. So what happens when someone has been looking for real estate for the last six months because of all these bidding wars and they, they really, you know, they made offers uh, for a whole 12 months now, and they couldn't really find anything because of inventory challenges. And now you couple that with the stock market going down 80%. So folks, you know, what they thought they could liquidate for down payment has literally been wiped away um, overnight. And then you have the, the fact that price points continue to go up. And then you, and then you ample it uh, with the, uh, the fact that rates have gone up. It's, uh, it's one of those things where short-term, um, it could see, it could seem like you know there, when it rains it pours so it, it seems like everything is just not going in the right direction but in totality when you look at the stock market and you look at the market going down eight percent this is probably one of the best opportunities to buy if you have extra capital right and and then also um, in real estate you know in the 1980s rates were cr- at 16, 17%. But I think I hear some music, Michael. So Yes, I, you I do. So we can, either, we can either dance or we can have a break. Let's have a break. And we're talking with Ace Watsonasuparp from Citizens Bank. We're talking about uh, real estate because this is Eye on Real Estate. Michael Harrison for Dottie. She'll be back next week. She's a little under the weather. And um, we've got plenty more coming your way. It's Eye on Real Estate. 
I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The Kevin McCullough Show will be broadcasting live from Holland Christian Home on Tuesday, May 17th from 3 until 4 p.m. Holland Christian Home is a safe senior home for mom and dad or you. Free tours, cookies, prizes, and giveaways. HCHNJ.org. Meet Kevin McCullough live and in person on Tuesday, May 17th. Holland Christian Home has on-site medical care, respite care, and flex fee payment care. See and hear Kevin McCullough live at Holland Christian Home in North Haleden, New Jersey on Tuesday, May 17th. HCHNJ.org. Free tours prizes and giveaways call charlotte at 973-807-3245 residential living or permanent counting care with social activities delicious meals and daily chapel holland christian home is a place of love and kindness and founded more than 126 years ago call charlotte at 973-807-3245 hchnj.org kevin mccullough live and in person on tuesday may 17th see you tuesday Don't forget to tune in this Sunday night for the fastest-growing political talk show in New Jersey, Real Talk with Ronnie. Join Dr. Ronald Joseph Lynn every Sunday night at 8 as he talks to the biggest names in politics, news, culture, and society. Listen to the day's biggest newsmakers, headliners, trendsetters, and trend breakers. There's a new show in town. It's Real Talk with Ronnie, Sunday nights at 8. Real Talk, real news in real time on AM 970, The Answer. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third row seating and with special finance and lease programs you'll be sure to find just the right mitsubishi outlander for you visit freehold mitsubishi today just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area visit freeholdmitsubishi.com that's freeholdmitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788 732-863-2788 freehold mitsubishi Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Visit SalemSurroundNewYork.com. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. 
That's Michael Harrison filling in for Dottie Herman today. She's under the weather. She'll be back next weekend, and she's fine. She's just taking the day off, and uh, it's a pleasure to be filling in for her. And very invigorating indeed when I get to talk to people like Ace Watanasaparp, who is a senior vice president at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank is the sponsor of our program, and uh, they are very helpful indeed. Don't think of it as a cold bank that's just for big corporations. There's a reason they call the bank Citizens. You can check them out at Citizens Bank. Bank.com and the phone number is 800-922-9999. Coming up later uh, on the program in the second hour, we'll be talking with um, real estate attorney Steve Wagner. And um, perhaps uh, many of you are familiar with the writings of Lois Weiss. She writes for the Post, uh, Real Deal, Commercial Observer. She's an expert on real estate. She'll be with us in the second hour. But let's get back to the conversation with Ace. Ace, um, from what I understand at the moment, the mortgage rate is somewhere south of 6%. Am I accurate in that uh, assessment? Yeah, we're not, we're not quite there yet, uh, Michael, but we're heading there, right? So we're currently at 5.5%. Uh, the Federal Reserve did just raise uh, rates by 50 basis points uh, last week. So, um, so we're, we're, we're headed towards that direction, Michael, for sure. Yeah, and 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 obviously, I mean, the Fed is planning to continue to um, raise the rate. At what increment, we do not know, but um, it's, right. it's kind of it's kind of obvious they're heading in that direction. And, and in terms of the broad strokes of this, for folks listening, it's because they want to put a dampen a dampening factor on inflation. Um, the the general theory, Ace, is that if you raise the interest rates, it might keep inflation at bay. Am I correct? That's correct. That's correct, Michael. Although so, it not, isn't necessarily uh, so, <laughs> but we hope it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, right now, the goal is to keep inflation uh, somewhat lower um, than where we are today at eight percent. But it's a it's a it's a difficult uh, time for the Federal Reserve as well because there's still there continues to be supply chain issues um, all over, uh, whether it's lumber, whether it's you know um, goods. In terms of food, uh, there's just a shortage um, due to uh, a lot of different factors. The Ukraine war, Ukraine was a huge, huge uh, resource for the U.S. as well. And uh, that's been sort of uh, a challenge uh, because of the war. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But again, I think folks just need to understand that uh, the, uh, the Federal Reserve will continue to raise rates. Um, to hopefully normalize inflation. And um, folks just need to be in the know. Yeah, well, they have to be. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Isn't it it ironic? Isn't it ironic if you step back and you look at it? And forgive me for for taking such a sort of an abstract view of this, but um, what the heck, is that one of the factors that is causing the inflation is the rising cost of real estate because it's it's, it's, – um, equating to a rising cost in rental, which is a rising cost in living, and a rising cost in living goes into the index that has the the inflation rate. So uh, there, there's such an intricate, uh, intimate connection between real estate and the whole inflation issue that affects the value of real estate. I know it's a little abstract what I'm saying, but it's ironic, isn't it? That's right. That's right, Michael. I mean, look, all, you know, all of this factors into why we're we're currently dealing with inflation cost of goods being so high right so mm-hmm. whenever there's more demand than supply that's going to happen so 
Right. Um, you, you were talking before about um, uh, supply chain problems, just to, to divert to something that's just a very, very big human interest story at the moment. Um, this whole issue with the formula, the baby formula, is, in my opinion, as an observer of issues, and I do track um, what people are talking about on radio, that's one of my jobs, is that um, this formula issue is... is um, very serious in terms of not just the public mood, but the public safety. And um, uh, I'm sure you've noticed that. Yeah. I mean, the baby uh, formula shortage has been a topic of discussion, right? Um, I mean, just challenges stocking baby formula really, really affects uh, the cost uh, for a lot of new parents as well. And, you know, it's something where it's, uh, it's quite terrifying uh, for a lot of uh, parents, and um, it's uh, it's one of those things where 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 mothers now have to consider um, providing breast milk for a little bit for a lot longer than they expected. You know, so th- there's a lot that goes on um, into into why it's, it's such a such a huge topic in in today's sort of social media. You see it everywhere. Um, but I, but I was curious, Michael. You know, what are your thoughts? in regards to the challenges with uh, the baby formula, it, it could be, you know, just a, uh, I would say just a precursor to what's to come, right? So It could be a precursor of what's to come. It's also a stimulation factor for false news and conspiracy theories. And, um, right. and that's where, we, and you know, you talk about social media, you got to be very, very careful. Um, I, I would imagine the people that listen to this program are not the kind of people that are prone to conspiracy theories. I, I get the, you know, you have in radio, you're supposed to really understand your audience. And I, right. I, mean, I mean, think about it. What type of a person would tune in on a weekend to a radio station to hear a program that takes a deep dive into the world of real estate? That's not the same kind of person that um, is going to sit there and go, okay, there are a bunch of evil people sitting around the table trying to figure out a way to kill our baby or to, uh, you know what I mean? So uh, I I feel a certain sense of freedom to be able to talk real on a show like this than if the audience is all people who want red meat to confirm their their suspicions about how diabolical the world is. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I don't buy into that stuff. I, I take a more moderate and reasoned view of all of the forces that shape our lives today. And I think that it's important that uh, the media maintain that that perspective or the media feeds into the problem. Um, and, and that, I think, is a, is a huge issue. Um, I think the baby formula thing is an unfortunate set of circumstances that uh, is due to um, what the, the basic story is, and that is that the, the place that makes Similac uh, has not been producing it. it, it we're, we're learning that the baby formula business comes from one basic supply chain, one basic factory that's been closed. Add to that it's the problems of, of this era. Add to that the supply chain fa- uh, problems. Add to that the fact that um, people are caught unprepared. Add to that that the current administration, whether you like them or not, are not good at explaining things. That's one of the biggest problems we have. We have inarticulate politicians. And, um, and you know, a, a good explanation on the part of a president uh, could be very helpful. We're not getting that. So people are fearful. Does that make sense? 
That makes total sense, Michael. I mean, communication is key in level-setting expectations and understanding, you know, the state of the economy, where we're going uh, towards the latter part of this year and 2023. It's, it's all critical points that I think um, the people uh, want to hear about, uh, Michael, right? You hear all these stories, and, and, and we say it all the time, right? News is just news. It's, it's white noise, and you just have to be able to decipher, you know, what's real, and, 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 you know, basically what's reality, right? And I think the better we communicate uh, to, to the people, you know, what we see um, are factors affecting the economy, how we think we can come out of the uh, pandemic stronger is all key things that people want to hear. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully there's a, there's a plan um, out there to combat inflation. And, and look, with all things that go up, it always comes down, right? So, so there will be a, a normalcy. Um, it's just a matter of you know how do we get there and and what's the process um, in doing so. And, not to uh, mention, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, go so ahead. Not to it. not to mention, not to mention, there's um, ways to make money during inflation. Um, <laughs> you know, you're in the banking business, don't you think that people have a reason to complain about how low the rates have been uh, in terms of interest rates? I mean, they say savings is one of the things that keeps an economy stable. I mean, we do have to have investment and we do have to go shopping. All of that's part of the equation. But um, I think that um, one of the problems in America has been um, what's revealed to be a very low level of savings among the average person. A lot of people are living maybe two paychecks away from the sheriff at the door. And yeah. and, and, and that's a problem. So if, uh, if you can make a few extra points on your savings, um, I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, I know back in the 70s, yeah. which a lot of people compare today to the 70s, I, I owned a home in um, – it's really interesting. I bought a house in Woodland Hills, California. I paid, I think, $165,000 for it. I lived in it for um, a little bit over a decade and sold it somewhere in the 300000 thousands, which is interesting. Wow. Um, I sold it in the, in the mid to late 80s bought it in the mid-70s. It appreciated tremendously over that period. And um, recently I went to uh, Zillow, and, and I think a lot of people are doing that now, you know, to look at their old homes to see, how, how, how's my old house doing? The thing was, was estimated, it, did, it wasn't for sale at the moment, at $1.1 million, Ace. That is amazing, Michael. Jeez, wow. A house, uh, I bought it for $165,000 and thought that, oh, my God, I'm getting into debt. <laughs> I was a lot younger. We're talking the 70s, okay? Um, yeah. We were all a lot younger. Some of us weren't even born. And um, and now it's $1.1 million. All of this has to do, to a certain degree, with inflation rates and, and changing times. But um, a lot of people are playing that game right now. Uh, uh, looking at these um, these websites that have instant instant evaluation of not only your home but everybody else that you know and every place you've ever lived during your life. These are crazy times. We only have a couple yeah. of minutes. What are, your, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, you have Zillow. You have all these other uh, sites that will tell you your value. Now, I, I do want to tell our listeners a lot of it is not as accurate, so you just have to make sure that uh, you know, you're looking at Good different point. factors such as, yeah, you're just looking at different factors such as, you know, your um, your your home inside, right? Because a lot of folks will 
uh, especially these sites, they'll take the exterior and they'll put a value on it, but they don't know the um, the ins and outs of your property inside. So just just make sure you keep that in mind. But but again, Michael, when we talk about appreciation values, and yes, granted, you know, you bought your home in 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 the seventies, but for it to go up ten x. That's phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and you hear stories like that all the time. And but you're not shocked. You, I mean, I my not, story is I'm, not that much of an anomaly, is it? No, it's not. It's not, Michael. And and that's why when people talk about rates going from three to five percent, when you look at the market on a macro level, and you look at what rates were in the 1980s, which was just literally 40 years ago, right? Not too long ago, we were looking at rates of 16, 17 percent, Michael. So when you look at um, the grand scheme of things, you know, three to five percent, you're still not losing out. And if you're looking to buy in real estate, and obviously this is a real estate show, um, and you have so many other options in terms of where you want to put your money, um, I can probably tell you real estate, if you look at the cycle and you look at the appreciation values every single, every 10 years, you'll see that that it's always gone up. You know, you'll have markets where it may stabilize, but I haven't seen anyone ever bought in real bought real estate and said that their values did not go up. Now there mm-hmm. is timing issues, right? If you're not able to hold on right, to the property right. long enough and you sell it in a market where it's down, you can lose money. But overall, if you're able to withhold and and withstand the market cycles, and you're able to hold for a long period of time, like the way that you did, Michael. Or, or, you know, when you look Well, back, as I wish like, I did. Like, well, you <laughs> wish, wish you did. I wish I still had that place. Back, exactly. <laughs> but when you look back at your home price and, and, and you know, and, and you look back at how much you bought it for, uh, that's really the beauty of real estate, right? It continues mm-hmm. to appreciate. Um, there continues to be millions and millions of people that come on this earth and there's still limited space, right, Michael? Right. So there's only that's limited amount of to. land. So and that's why it's called real. That. That's why it's called real estate it's it's exactly. estate means uh, uh, you got it. I mean, that's that's the definition we're, we're down to the last seconds um a lot of this equation comes down to what kind of a deal you make with the bank and we're not going to go into a whole thing about that because we're down to the last seconds but just tell me if i'm on track that one of the ways to uh, give yourself a better chance at being able to hold on and enjoy the appreciation over a long time is making the right choice of product with the bank that doesn't set you up for instant gratification and then five years, 10 years down the road, you go broke because of changing rates or balloon payments or all those things that exist. Am I correct that that's one of the keys to picking the right bank product? Oh, that's critical, Michael, right? And the uh, the notion was the 30 year fixed rate was great uh, for everybody. And it's, that's just not the case, right? There, there's not a one size fits all. And you really have to talk with a loan officer um, and a bank and really go over your financial situations. What's your long-term goal? What's your short-term goal? You know, what's your cash flow capabilities? You know, where are you? um, Yeah, what's your goal? Where are you in about five five years? Ace, Ace, the the music's playing. I knew we wouldn't have enough time. Ace Watanasu Parp of Citizens Bank. Pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your contributions to the show. And you be well. Talk to you next week. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.
Goodbye. Coming up next, attorney Steve Wagner and writer Lois Weiss, Michael Harrison filling in for Dottie Herman. Another hour to go on this installment of Eye on Real Estate. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 